Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Trust everybody is uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning and ready to hit the day running. I uh, may not seem as enthusiastic as I normally do, but I am super exhausted, tired. It's, uh, I don't know if it's the uh, blood pressure medicine they put me on, uh, the medicine they gave me for my headaches. <laughs> I don't know. Something's got me uh, just... Uh, Whopped for whatever reason, and apologize for lack of devotions and uh, yesterday and church service last night. Of course, I, I, I re-aired a previous sermon uh, last night. Uh, hopefully, you got to watch that. But um, yeah, I um, it was Tuesday evening, and I was my head was just split. I don't I don't really get headaches, and my head was just splitting really bad. And uh, of course, I know my blood pressure. I've been having some problems with it lately for whatever reason. The doctor said, just getting older, that's the only bad thing about getting older. He said, blood pressure and cholesterol, you got to really watch that. And checked my blood pressure, and it was uh, like 160 over 120. And uh, uh, what I understand, it's uh, stroke level. And so I was uh, getting concerned because the way I was feeling, I was feeling really weird. And uh, so I went to the VA and got over there, and it's 185 over 121, so it's even higher. And uh, they were able to finally get my blood pressure down and, and uh, help me with my headaches. And they put me through put me through a bunch of different, I don't know, he had like four or five vials of stuff. They, they put in that little IV. And uh, so here's day, I was struggling pretty bad and, for obvious reasons. And uh, just uh, so i be honest with you, I really didn't feel like uh, doing uh, the devotion this morning. But I, I felt bad to miss another day. So... To say a prayer for him. I'm really struggling, really having a rough time right now. So I'd appreciate any and all prayers. Uh, they'd be greatly, uh, are greatly needed right now. So good morning to Jennifer Honeycutt and Brandy Young, Karen Smith, and Darlene Barker. So thank you, ladies, for watching this morning and tuning in. Well, let's go ahead and stand. Let's do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We do live in the greatest country in the world, despite what liberals will tell you. We do. Of course, uh, should be no surprise that we saw that uh, Biden was on there uh, trying to uh, start uh, gun control debate again, and uh, they love nothing more than to take our guns, but they're too ignorant to realize that um, the only ones that they're affecting is law-abiding citizens. The criminals will still always have guns. And uh, I tell you, it's um, hard not to scream at the television when he makes remarks like, um, you shouldn't have a high-capacity weapon and unless a deer has Kevlar. And I thought, you know, he, he, of course, we all know he's just a puppet. I mean, the man ain't got enough sense to pour pee out of a boot. But he... Uh, uh, you know, the reason why we have these things, not only for hunting, but for protection and for protection from our own government. You know, that's, you know, uh, <laughs> that's why our, our forefathers, why they put these things in place so that uh, uh, the government couldn't try to just take over for no reason. And you've seen this time and again in every country. They try to take guns. And that's when the government gets more control. Look at England. I mean, guys, come on. They they take away guns. What what do they got now? They got uh, uh, now they want to take their knives because people are killing with knives. People will always find a way to kill somebody else. That's why, because we live in an evil world. They'll take a rock. They'll take a boulder. They'll choke you with your hand, their own hands. 
So, I mean, this whole thing is just uh, baloney. As long as evil exists, these things are going to happen. Guns aren't to blame. It's just uh, very infuriating. And I tell you something, this is really ticking me off, too, and might be uh, uh, upsetting you as well. I don't know. But I uh, I was reading an article this morning. We, You know, if you all have watched uh, the Marvel movies uh, with uh, the characters who play Thor and Loki and, and some of these others out there, well, I read today that... Uh, uh, that they were so Disney was so excited and happy to announce that uh, Loki's sexuality, he's bisexual. First of all, I don't give a rat's backside about their sexuality. I just want to enjoy a daggun show for entertainment. But I'm sick and tired of this push to make everything and everybody gay. They want to make women butch up and look like men, and they want men to act like women. You know, it's just it feminize masculinity in every way, shape, form, or fashion. You know, uh, it's like a friend of mine had on Facebook yesterday. He said uh, the Amazon was selling some pride T-shirts. Said that there are many genders or whatever. But underneath it, he circled. But underneath it, it said uh, uh, shirts for men or women. You know, <laughs> so it just uh, it's lunacy, people. I mean, we got drag queens uh, reading uh, books to children. We've got children's programming uh, that is celebrating Pride Month and and just these men dressed as women. Uh, it's uh, singing little songs, and it's just oh, evil people, just evil, sick, disgusting. Uh, that we have what we have become uh, as a nation. I'm telling you, we make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a, a picnic compared to what we have become in this this nation. So that kind of brings us to our uh, scripture of uh, of discussion this morning. John twelve forty six. it says, I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. So we know that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and we know that the darkness hates the light. Uh, in fact, there are some several verses I would like to read here in regards that uh, how the Bible reaffirms that Jesus Christ is the light uh, in this world. Uh, in John chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, and we just read uh, 4, I'm sorry, 12, 46, but John 1, 4 through 5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Uh, John 1, 9 says, John, uh, I'm sorry, John 1, 9 says, Call Jesus the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. And then John 13, I'm sorry, John 3, 19 through 21, refers to Jesus as the light. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil, for everyone who does not who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices truth comes to light, so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. And one another one here says, and John eight twelve says, I am the light of the world. He, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, there's, there's more that we can read, but there are some main ones I wanted to hit on this morning in regards to uh, reverencing Jesus Christ as the light in the world. And here's what we're reading here. Uh, men's deeds are evil. They hate the light. They they don't. They they rather live in the darkness. You know, you've you've heard me say the, uh, uh, you know, the illustration of turning on a light in an old uh, barn or something. You turn that light on, rats and bugs and everything's going to scurry and hide. They don't like. They don't want to be exposed. So therefore, they hate 
that light. And so, therefore, we see that reflected in our world and society today of people who hate the light. They hate Jesus Christ or they hate what we represent. Uh, if they get this bill passed through, <clears throat> excuse me, which hopefully there'll be enough Republicans to, to stop it, it's HR 21, uh, is, is not uh, an act of uh, equality as they may want you to believe. Uh, the, but what this is is that a fundamental attack on Christians as a whole. And uh, even Ken Ham had an article, and you can go on my Facebook page and, and read that. So I shared it where he was talking about how this is going to lead to Christian persecution. See, right now, it, or see Bill Clinton had put into place uh, that uh, Bill Clinton, one of the most immoral people out there. But anyway, um, when he was in office, he put into place that, hey, we have fundamental protected rights, uh, those under convictions of their beliefs. Uh, in this world, particularly with Christians, you know, you know, we, we've seen how the the cake um, maker that uh, now he, he's in multiple lawsuits because he refuses. Of course, he's just a target at this point, uh, just to try to shut him down. Is uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me. Is the fact that every time you know a homosexual wants to come in there and wants a, a cake made uh, for their uh, erroneous wedding, uh, you know, he can say no, and uh, uh, but. And he is protected under religious liberty. But see, they pass this H.R. 21 that's going to remove that. And it's going to be a fundamental attack on churches as a whole because, see, this, this is, re, this is uh, rewriting uh, the, uh, the uh, what's it called, um, the, uh, what was the Equality Act of 1965. I can't remember the exact name of it. But anyway, just, you know, where you can't discriminate with race, creed, you know, your race, religion, uh, gender, that kind of thing, you know. So what this is going to do, then now this is going to uh, add in sexual orientation. So now if a church says, hey, I'm not, we, we do not agree with this, we're not going to hire homosexuals, that's considered discriminatory, and we could therefore be not only affected with lawsuits, may even have prison time, and, uh-oh, looking for my wife. She's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but uh, kidding. Uh, but anyway, you know, so you see how this is going to be a fundamental attack. Why? Because Christianity, Jesus Christ, is that light in the world. And see, when it exposes the, that darkness, they want to silence that. They want to, to shut it down because they don't want to have to look and realize that how evil and perverse that these people have become. See, as long as there's no uh, beacon, as long as there's no uh, light to expose what they're doing, then they can feel comfortable doing what they know deep down in their heart is wrong. As long as we exist as Christians, then we are in the face of what they're wanting to do. And they know deep down that their deeds are evil, that their deeds are wrong, and they can't handle it. And that's why we see here in John three nineteen through 21, as we were just reading, that for their, you know, that and men love the darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for the fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light. So we have to practice uh, that truth. Okay, we understand. See, truth is not relative. See, those in the world want to say truth is relative. When I say that for, is, is the fact that they want to say, well, that's true for you, but that's not true for me. See, there's a whole uh, Netflix series about to come out in regards to homosexuality uh, that is uh, not uh, mentioned in the Bible is what they're trying to say. And uh, in fact, I even saw a video where I guess he was a I don't know, he had a priest outfit on with a, uh, with a 
pride uh, rainbow uh, scarf like around his neck and I know what I would like to put around his neck but anyway <laughs> he's him and uh, showed another individual trying to say that in Leviticus uh, was it 19 that uh, you know it doesn't say homosexual that it's re referencing to something else and nothing be further from the truth man these people are lying of course they only know the devil himself used scripture but he used it erroneously but what that's saying talking about Leviticus of course you know you have a whole organization God hates shrimp and they're saying not to wear mixed fabrics that that's uh, uh so and so they're trying to say that if you wear polyester then you're sitting well you know I told you before he's not talking about polyester there it's talking about that all they follow pagan practices but men dressing as women all right that it is wrong not to do it we see again in Genesis that uh, marriage between a man and a woman. We see that Jesus Christ, they want to say what well, Jesus never said. They know Jesus referred right back to Genesis one twenty one and reference the fact that a man is to leave his wife, leave his family, take up and marry. And so Jesus referred to that. All right. Not only do we have in Romans, Corinthians six, first Corinthians six nine that uh, says that uh, is. is homosexuality is is a complete turning away from god so i mean it, it, there's no debate about it it's just these people are trying to twist god's word and to make peace so that so when christians try to use god's word and saying that this is wrong they're trying to twist and say oh no because you're going to have a bunch of atheists agnostics unbelievers who will watch this kind of series and say oh i watched it and they think it's they think it's the truth when it's anything but the truth, and try to say, "Oh well, I did you not watch that series? Uh, that's not what that Bible says." And they're they're wrong. They're absolutely completely wrong. They're, the thing that is, those who are in the world, those who hate the light, those who hate darkness, may have an idea of the truth. They may want to say, uh, "Well, yes, uh, Jesus is love," and so I appreciate that. They may see Jesus as a good prophet or a good teacher. Hey, even the the Muslims think that, uh, you know, and uh, uh, Mormons uh, think that Jehovah's Witness. But they don't want to recognize that he is a God of justice. See, you can't have love without justice. See, there's there are times when. Uh, you know, my kids might say, well, that's unfair and that's wrong, but it's out of love that I have to say no. It's out of love that their justice must be served when they are they have done something wrong and they must be punished for it. Now, I don't beat my children. I may, I could tell you, I might went to my daughter one or two times ever in her life. My son, I may give him two or three whippings on the, that's what that fleshy part of your backside's for. And quite frankly, if there's more parents out there who'd be willing to bust their little brat's backside, we probably have a lot more and more well-behaved children out there and, uh, and then future adults. But the fact is that um, the punishment side of things is not pleasant. But the fact is that God is a God of justice, and therefore we have to take that and understand that uh, if we are disobedient, there are consequences to our disobedience. And uh, that will be reflected in how, how God deals with us. And so that's why you always hear God is love. God is love. See, they're not, what they're referencing is their idea of perverse love, how the world has perverted and twisted love is not the true love of God. So there's a difference, distinct difference between the truth of God, the truth of the gospel, and doing those things that are exclusive to God and, and being inclusive to the things of the world and denying the truth thereof and living uh, in a world 
of chaos and sin that's going to lead to destruction and hell. But yet people want, they desire that over the things of God. So don't realize this is anything new that we're going to be hated because Jesus, what did Jesus say? You're going to be hated because they first hated me. We are that light in the world of darkness. And that, and people, when you when they see you, see, it's just like a lot of times I can see somebody and uh, they, uh, as soon as I see them, they're automatically going, oh, I, I, I haven't been to church in a while, but I plan on getting back. I mean, because they're conscious of getting to them. I've not even said a word. All of us come and say, hey, how you doing? And I've literally had this happen to me time and again. And you could tell they're just like, they're, they're just really uncomfortable. They can't wait to get away from me uh, because they, they, just, you just, they just feel guilty. They feel convicted, you know. And maybe they just want to get away from me because they just don't like me. I don't know. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but you could see that, you know. They already start making excuses why they haven't been to church. And I tell them, hey, we miss you, love you, we want you back, you know. And uh, because they can't stand that conviction, that light that shines. So continue to be that light in this world of darkness. Don't take them as any surprise when they hate you and persecute you and say mean and vile things to you on the Internet. But realize where your strength is at. Realize who is in charge. And realize in the end, we will be victorious. So let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for allowing us to come together and uh, have this teaching this morning, this Bible study. Have us, Lord, to not give up, to not uh, get discouraged with what's going on in this world. And certain things have to come about before your return. Help us stay true. Help us stay strong. Let us never waver in our convictions. And Lord Jesus, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for Jane Kitchings and, uh, Lord, not only for her uh, healing and her health, uh, Lord, but for uh, the pain uh, that she's dealing with the loss of her mother. Lord, I pray for uh, this young lady that uh, was in this tragic car accident uh, here a few days ago that you will bring healing upon her and help her family to have peace. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and Lynn and David Feathers. I pray for Roger Winters and Ron Thompson. And Lord, for all those who are seeking prayer and, uh, you know, Lord, you know the hearts and minds of all those watching this morning and your will be done there. Lord, be with us, leading out and protect us we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate all you wonderful people watching this morning and I hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed day today. Don't forget to uh, be uh, be a witness wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a good day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.